0: Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? My name is Christian Wagner and I'm the militant Thomist. So I'm back. I took about, I want to say a little over a week off. And I just wanted to just chill, um, devote more time to I really spending time with my family, prayer, um, doing some things around the house that I needed to. So that's that's where I've been the past week. That's what I've been doing. I've been cooking a lot of food as Archduke Dende is well aware. I've been tagging him in all my food posts on Twitter, so you all can see. Um, kind of thinking of a few things um, around uh, what about some things about the future of Militant Thomas, some things about uh, my day job, well, night job, about what I'm doing with that and uh, made a few decisions um, that, that were good. And now I'm back and back in the swing of things. Now, this weekend, uh, I'm going up to actually visit my family. So I usually do a stream on Friday and Saturday. But unfortunately, there will not be those streams. But I will be doing my normal schedule. So Wednesday, be ready for, uh, oh, Christian B. Wagner. Let's go. I, oh, yeah, t- this is supposed to be a Q&A. So if you guys have questions, you can ask questions while I ramble. So where was I? Yeah, everything normal. Uh, Wednesday, normal um, chill stream. If you're a patron, you can get access to that. That's where uh, we kind of kind of do a bunch of funny stuff and uh, watch a bunch of dumb stuff. But that is about it. And if uh, since is the 4th of July, I don't know how many people are going to show up. But if not, fear not if I do not get a sufficient number of questions or enough questions I want to answer. Because there is a A cringe video, Um, a very cringe video, which is going, I'm going to review if I can, if I can even find it. Oh my gosh. This is going to be so bad. I haven't even watched the video before. I just heard that it's going to be very cringe. So is it only two minutes long? No, that's just a uh, ad. What is this ad? I hate these ads, they're all terrible, man. Pure flicks. Oh no, it's a twenty-five minute video. Plenty of cringe material if we don't have questions. Okay, so let me look. So first, how can we grow the ordinariate? Um, there's a good there's a really good speech that Bishop Lopes had about the unique charism or he called it patrimony because that's kind of the buzzword around the ordinariate, the unique patrimony that the ordinariate has as an English expression of Catholicism. And he highlighted the fact that the ordinariate has a very rigid intellectual tradition, a very good intellectual tradition, especially surrounding the Anglo-Catholic movement who were instrumental with a lot of the religious, um, uh, resourcement of patristic material in the 19th century. So we have a very solid intellectual tradition. And then also that tradition of beauty that we have in the distinctiveness of Anglican worship. And then I think if I'm going to add my uh, a third, we have a unique expression of the way in which parish ministry is done. Because with your normal Nova Sordo parish, you're going to get, um, for lack of a better, better terms, you're going to get a kind of, um, sacramental center you everybody goes there in that area gets the sacraments and then leaves uh it, it takes you have to be one of the dedicated few in order to start building a uh, a community awareness but when it comes to the smaller uh missionary type parish settings that are present in the ordinariate and then in anglicanism as a whole and then also you'll get it in interesting places like the sspx it's a lot more um how do, how do i put it a lot more community centered So those are those are three huge things that we have going for us. And those are the three perfect things when it comes to the state of evangelism that we need right now. We need uh, very strong uh, community bonds among its members. Uh, We need a a very strong and rigid intellectual tradition in order to defend against uh, certain things that were unquestioned uh, even uh, five, ten years ago. We now have to. Uh, fight for the truth of these things that everybody uh, for the first uh, six thousand years of humanity just found to be quite obvious. And then, third, with the uh, the way of beauty, that that's something else that uh, that that catechizes and evangelizes in a very important way. So those those three, I think, are are very uh, very important. That the that that definitely the ordinary has to offer. So Christian Wagner, who is the worst dissenter theologian of all time? What do you mean dissenter theologian? I'm curious what you mean by dissenter. Uh, question. Have you heard of the YouTube channel, The Traditional Thomist? If so, what do you think about it? Well, ooh, The Traditional Thomist. Let us see. Traditional Thomist. Okay. Dang, they had a really good day that day. I wonder what happened. Let me look at their videos. The problems with the Novus Ordo Mass. Sancta uh, Sapientia. I don't know why I, had, I didn't pronounce Sapientia. Problems with the Novus Ordo Mass. Okay. Welcome to Traditional Thomist. SSPX and Marcel Lefebvre. Must return to the pre-55. Holy Week. Interesting, interesting. Oh, he had an interview with the... Uh, the Massive Ages guy. I wonder if I could talk to the Massive Ages guy. Then has something in traditional. Um, talk to Bishop Athanasius Snyder. That's an interesting one. You guys gotta, you guys gotta like harass these people for me so I can talk to them. With Scott Hahn, dang, he's got some cool, uh, cool people he's interviewing. Um, my my first, my first thoughts just kind of looking through it just seems like a more basic uh trad kind of vibe to it i mean it doesn't mean that they're they're terrible but I, i'm kind of weary when it comes to let's talk about why we don't like the nova sort of for the ten thousandth time you know it gets a little bit old but um i don't know it doesn't necessarily mean that it's objectively bad it's just not my taste only one question per person we need to see the cringe spoiler alert the cringe videos on my channel mathema yes i'm going to be like mathema is super cringe because of uh his video on plain geometry trust this is why he's cringe and wrong about math because i do have a a, a weird sort of background in math uh mathema i don't know if i've ever talked to you about it. i think i mentioned to you at one time but originally when i was in high school i was going to be a math major so I was in like I, I, I went hard uh when it comes when it came to that. But like junior year I was taking um Diffie Q, I was taking linear algebra. I, I was gonna be the best, best math guy I possibly could be. And then I decided to uh to to choose theology. So does St. Thomas have a philosophy or theology of history? Um I mean, not not in the not in the proper and scientific sense. I mean, when it comes to having a, um, I guess you could say um, Saint Augustine has a very clear idea of some sort of theology of history in De Like you you could you could say that about about Saint Augustine, but Saint Thomas, I can't think of any areas where he would lay out that um, a, a sort of scientific um, view of. A philosophy or theology of history. And again, that really doesn't arise until later that this sort of thing gets talked about. And they're usually uh, pretty bad when you do run into people. It's probably because, you know, it's probably because St. Augustine just wrote on the city of God. And that was just the definitive work when it came to uh, theology of history. So he, St. Thomas just decided he couldn't improve on it, which is a very based thing to do. Dende what based i wish i had an ordinary parish near me since i don't like latin mass or the nova sordo yeah i get it um I, I definitely do get it because again the nova sordos around me uh, as of as i've expressed a few times definitely aren't the best they're usually pretty bad and then i'm i i myself am not a a massive massive latin mass fan and i mean it's not again, i'm I'm not there for me, so whatever gives the um the purest worship of the blessed Trinity, but there is also that catechetical aspect of of the Latin mass, which does uh, communicate through its through its very strong symbolism of the theology of the mass. But again, uh, I, I I would there there is some things that I would like in, in the vernacular, but again, that's just me being picky choosy which is why the ordinary it's perfect for me uh, because it does have that strong um, ritual of the catholic church and then it also has the vernacular spots where i just like to to hear and meditate i mean when i'm at a latin mass what i'm usually doing is i'm usually uh, praying through the the office for preparation uh, for holy communion that's what i personally do i know some people uh, like to follow along some people like to pray a rosary but that's that's just what i do but Ultimately, I would like to be able to contemplate uh, what the church is putting before us in the in in the mass. My Latin isn't good enough to to keep up that. And with a a lot of the the chant and stuff, it's hard to understand what they're saying. Oh, Brossi's Protestant Theology College doesn't know what a dissenter is. You're talking about like the late 17th century movement in English. uh, Yeah, I mean mid to late 17th century is, is the proper dissenters. You're basically just talking about the Puritans. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Although Puritan, there's some Anglican Puritans really weird. My favorite or most, did you say favorite or most cringe dissenter, the worst dissenter theologian? Oh man. Um, That is, man, they're all, they're all just terrible. I can't possibly think of a good one. Now, the worst one, that's really difficult. That's like asking me what the best scholastic is. I mean, they're all amazing. The worst dissenter, gosh. Oh, man. Man, this is so difficult. Worst dissenter theologian. Oh, man, it has to be the one that Richard Hooker was writing against. Oh, who is, what's his name? I can't, can't I think of. Arguments were doo-doo. They were the worst. They were so bad. Um, uh, Who was Richard Hooker writing against? I, I don't know why. I can't remember that guy's name. He was, but he was like a bit early. He was late, late 16th century. The guy he was writing against. What was he writing? Who is he writing against in the laws of ecclesiastical polity? Um, dang, if somebody if somebody could remind me, because I'm being an idiot right now, I don't know how I'm forgetting um, who that guy is. Man, I have. law of ecclesiastical polity. That's a really good book, actually. Um, I mean, obviously, I think there's a good bit wrong about it but there's nothing wrong with there is it basically, he was trying to like make like an Anglican Thomism. If, if that, uh, if that makes sense with like theology of a uh, natural law and then, um, ecclesiastical law. But again, ecclesiastical law was, was a reform sort of Thomism because he's not, um, extremely faithful to Saint Thomas but he would at least argue that he was faithful to his principles you know, what was he uh, crap I cannot think of what who he was writing against I I need to oh man this is this is ooh this is gonna annoy the heck out of me. Yeah, pe- people are steaming right now so I'm not gonna get to the to the um to the cringe video because I'm taking forever to find this guy's name. Dende, I am I am okay, yeah. Calvin, popish religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know, we know, we know. We suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you think. Okay, popish, we're popish. Man, how many times is he used popish? Popish in this. This is crazy. Another popish. Uh, what? You know what? I'm gonna stop. Oh, Cartwright, Thomas Cartwright. Oh man, Cartwright. CS <laughs> Lewis. That's so funny. C.S. Lewis trolled him and said hatred so massive as his, so completely reconciled to the conscience, leaves no room for fun. Oh, man. Yeesh. C.S. Lewis wrecked him right there. Trolled. Yeah, Cartwright. Cartwright's terrible. He's the worst. Oh, my gosh. He's the worst. Okay. Oh. Let me look up. Um, a lot of questions. <laughs> Congregationalist slash Puritan slash Aryan. <laughs> yeah, nonconformist. Yeah. Thoughts on the pro aborts getting angry that Christians are willing to adopt? seethe and cope, murder lovers. We will take your kids, we will baptize them, we will raise them in the faith. We will confirm that we will give them the first Eucharist, and we will make them into priests or Catholic fathers and mothers or religious brothers and sisters. Inshallah, we will do it, and we will take over the world. You guys are losing your grip. We will win. Cope. We already have the Supreme Court. So get out. You might as well just give up, honestly. Like all of you, just just give up. Just give up. Ooh, the traditional Thomas is your average low IQ convert who is all about the Latin S. Oh man, that's uh, <laughs> come on now, don't be too mean, bro. I want to talk about why the Novus Ordo is bad for the 10,000th time. The other Paul, the other Paul, you honestly, the Novus Ordo, you could you could probably uh, with w- de- mm, No, there is a few invocations of angels and saints. Yeah, you might not be able to. Like with a with a few edits, the other part you probably be very comfortable with it. Great way to make big bucks these days. I know all I have to do is have. A, I think I'm gonna make a maybe one time i will make a joke video where I just have like what like ten reasons why the Nova Sordo is terrible, and then I'll oh man, that was a, like a demon voice right there, and I'll I'll make that the video title, and then I'll have like like 10,000 views on that video. So I'm going to do it just like 10 reasons why the Nova Sword is terrible and then spend the whole time like, I, I don't know, doing whatever I want to do because it's my stream. Do what I want. Any thoughts on Suarez? Uh, if you've now I am not, so this is, this is coming from secondary source and the secondary source is Father Reginald Marie Garigou Lagrange. So very very good secondary source. Uh, a secondary source who I've never uh, disagreed with in anything I've ever read from him. I think he's been right on every single thing he's ever written. So, to, to preface with that. But the issue with Sua- uh, Suarez from Su- Suarez Serres. Some people... I just don't know how to pronounce things. But the, the issue of Suarez is that Suarez was not a pure Thomist. Suarez was um, an eclectic. So, Suarez was like, oh, Skoda said good thing here. And, oh thomas said good thing here let me me just like blend it up in my little um theological blender and then poosh this is um suarezianism and this is all i like but again uh the issue with that sort of eclecticism and people have asked me before like hey christian why can't i just like read thomas and then read scotus and then read uh i don't know henry of ghent and Giles of rome and uh, bonaventure Um, anybody else I'm missing Um, William of Ockham uh, read all these guys because they cover um, in in their ordinatios or their commentary on the sentences. They basically cover the same things. I can just read them side by side, whoever I like, whoever I think is the best and I'll just take them and then I'll run with it and then just have my eclectic sort of scholastic system. And that may sound like a smart idea, but it's actually a very terrible idea. And this is why, because with scholasticism, what you have to understand is with scholastic theology, they work from principles to conclusions. They have philosophical principles that they have in their uh, in, in their in their metaphysics, in their uh, anthropology, in in their cosmology, in, in in whatever it may be. In in their even some cases, although there's a lot fewer differences, maybe even logic. There's a, there's very few differences in logic, but they are there. So you may have all of these differences, especially metaphysics. This is going to make a difference. But with these with these principles they have, they are uh, taking theological data from sacred scripture and then they are reasoning from these very various uh, dogmas they have from sacred scripture to conclusion, uh, premise to conclusion, premise to conclusion, premise to conclusion. So you may be may uh, from from a scriptural phrase, you may have 10 lines of uh, 10 steps of reasoning that you're going to you have. This very oddly specific conclusion about a certain aspect of Eucharistic doctrine or Trinitarian doctrine or whatever it may be. You have all of these steps and you know the minor premises of all these steps. The minor premises of all these steps are going to be certain philosophical principles wherein we know this thing is true about this object and therefore we can come to this conclusion. Now, a specific example might be uh, the the Thomistic, Thomistic philosophical idea. That um, that there is uh, if something is something has matter, then it is. Uh, if something is immaterial, then it is intellectual. So there is no uh, non. Uh, there is no spiritual matter. Um, the, if Something is immaterial; it's intellectual. So this this plays into uh, certain things about uh, the angels, for example. There there's differences when it comes to uh, whether. Um, There's a genus and then species when it comes to angels, uh, whether um, uh, let let me think. I know there's I know there's other things when it comes to angels. My angelology is not the best genus and species. And then uh, whether there is um, immaterial matter with with the angels, which makes which makes a difference. And then also with like animals, it also makes a difference whether they're purely corporeal or there's some sort of like immaterial uh, substance. That is present with animals, and this uh, plays into uh, the afterlife of animals. So all, all of these all of these things they have actually some uh, some bearing on conclusions that are made. And this this makes a lot more sense when you're reading other doctrines. Angelology might not be too important, but that's just the example that came into my mind. So that's that's the issue with uh, with Suarez is he just kind of. Takes from a lot of different authors and it uh, mixes them together, and he's, he's brilliant. So, if anybody was to do it, uh, let it be Suarez. But most of you and I myself, we are not as smart as Suarez. So, just stick to the um, the, the safest opinion, which is found in the Angelic Doctor. Become Tec? Ugh. Why? Oh, and the Salamonkins in general. Um, are you talking about the uh, the Carmelites of Salamanca? I'm assuming that's usually what people refer to by the Salamancans. But yeah, they have their um, cursus theologiae, which is beautiful. Um, very, very high Thomas. Uh, very wonderful. Uh, Father Lagrange uh, always speaks very highly of their work. Um, And then I have uh, translated brief sections where I've been interested in certain questions. And it's always been just uh, just glorious. They are. They're very good. But if you're talking about Salamanca as in the school of Salamanca, then, yeah, they were they were freaking brilliant. Uh, Most of most of the very important uh, theologians you have of the Baroque era. Uh, Have some sort of connection to Salamanca. It's kind of like Salamanca is to the Baroque era as uh, the University of Paris is to the medieval era. uh, Salamanca truly was amazing when it comes to the amount of mines they produced. Uh, Was the crucifixion atonement necessary to forgive sins in a strict fashion or in a fashion best fitting? Okay, we can speak of necessity in two ways. In one way, uh, necessity as, uh, let's say, um, water is necessary for a man to live. And in the second way, we can speak of necessity as in, um, let me think. The necessity of a donkey for a long drive for a long um, uh, drive, not drive, long trip trip that's what I'm thinking of. So the the necessity of the, uh, of the atonements going to be in the second sense, not in the first sense. It was a necessity of ease, a necessity of something being the best fitting, but definitely not a physical or metaphysical necessity just become sspx oh man what are the top three best forms of government from a thomas point of view one monarchy two aristocracy three democracy there you go it's the same as aristotle's list and you can uh read de regno um on kingship if you want saint thomas's arguments for why that's the best listing but then uh if you read i think in de regno covers this too but uh, Bellarmine is famous for this in his, let's see, his On the Roman Pontiff. So, in On the Roman Pontiff, St. Bellarmine covers all of the mixtures between the various forms of governments. So, you can have democracy mixed with aristocracy. You can have monarchy mixed with democracy. Like an example of monarchy mixed with democracy would be you elect a king. So, you elect a king. So, the people are somehow involved in. Um, the bringing about of the, uh, the the monarchy. So it's not a simple monarchy. It's mixed between the two. So un- under that, uh, the best form of government would be a mixture between all three, some sort of mixture. In a, in a similar way, uh, he would argue, uh, St. Bellarmine that that is the government of the church because the pope is our monarch, the um, aristocrats are our bishops, and then it's democratic in the sense that any layman can um can become uh can can become a part of the governing of the church which may be even uh, being a priest you participate in the bishop's government of the diocese um in the your parish for what their schismatics i don't uh, um i i I, no comment no comment (laughs) I, i will not comment uh, what do you think about the old Catholics ordaining Anglican clergy? It happened. Um, it validated every single um, ordination that occurred, and it's according with according to canon law that those uh, descending from the old Catholics have valid orders, as long as there isn't all the mixing that's going on today, like uh, like the the uh, what is the one Union of Utrecht, like. Most of their orders are invalid because they're mixing with females, which inv- invalidates orders. But uh, with with the other cases um, that, yeah, it would validate validate the orders. So that is unfortunate because it it is so sad when you have these Episcopo vacantes, these uh, wandering bishops, because you're basically taking like uh, the the power to consecrate. Uh, the, uh, i mean the the power to consecrate and the power to ordain and you're kind of just like heating it out there like oh let's make a bunch of schismatic priests and bishops out of here like that is not how it is supposed to go on they should all be um wrangled up and then uh stopped from they they put a get, get like a guantanamo bay for wandering bishops put them all in that guantanamo bay and this includes uh anglican bishops with valid orders Put them all on there so they can stop like doing all this weird like, oh, we're going to like uh, consecrate this dude that was ordained a priest like a year and a half ago. Like, come on, stop, guys. I, I've, heard, I've heard some pretty terrible stories of how these Episcopal Vigante go. And it's just an absolute crime against the body and blood of our Lord that you're just having it uh, just strewn out there to dogs and the power to consecrate. It's just terrible. So, again, I am I am absolutely in support for Guantanamo Bay. But for wandering bishops, this is something that we that we need to do, um, because, again, uh, it, we, we, we're being merciful with this, because if you look at f- uh, the way in which French law was, they tried to pass the um, the death penalty for the desecration of the body and blood of our Lord. So why wouldn't it be any different with the desecration of orders? Um, I'm, you're you're you're, desec- you're you're committing sacrilege. So there has to be some sort of crime around it. Uh, some sort of punishment for it so i'm totally for the guantanamo bay but for wandering bishops yeah 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 catholics are schismatics (laughs) to see thousands so who cares bro so so true so true and uh orthodox what are your standards of schism yeah that's right the Rad, be like we must reject put Pius the 12th to modernist holy week because bugnini was within 100 miles of the vatican have you ever I, a lot of these people like we must bring back uh uh pre um 55 holy week we must bring it back like have you ever been to one of those like oh my gosh they like the holy saturday plus easter vigil service lasts like nine hours it's terrible oh my I mean, that's not terrible that you're spending like nine hours, but if you, if you want people, the people to be there for, for those nine hours, then, uh, and and you want priests who don't like, you know, die on the altar because they've been, um, wearing those vestments are not uh, very, um, air efficient. There's not, they're not very flowy. They are actually very hot and they're very uncomfortable. Um, so like if, if I I don't know why everybody's like we must bring back the ten hour long Easter vigil, or you're uh, you're a heretic. We must have to start like our Easter vigil at like eight a.m. on on Saturday so we eventually finish it before Easter starts. Like come on now, I I, I don't get like the, the the like that 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 is your sticking point right there. Like I think I think when it comes out of the uh, the various reforms, um after vatican II, there are very few of them but there are some of them where it's like yeah we 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 could use some reforming there like there, this wasn't this needed a bit of fixing uh here and there and i mean that happens all the time that happened at the council of trent that happened with multiple popes you, you occasionally need to sweep the floors tidy things up a bit because some things come in that that you like or some things you realize aren't aren't necessarily the best so you have to you have to bring in slowly some of these some of these changes but like what what happened after uh what happened after vatican two was 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 not good with with how they carried out um sacrosanct sacrosanctum concilium although sacrosanctum concilium is a pretty good document Uh, except getting rid of prime that's super random but uh yeah that that's really all i have to all i have to say about the liturgical reforms so a few of them made sense and that's one of them that absolutely makes sense like come on now guys like why are you complaining about that like half the people that complain about that can't even make it to mass on sunday like you're not sitting through a 10 hour like easter vigil service like be honest with yourself like come on you, you can you, you complain about like oh oh my actually oh i can't find like 15 minutes a day to pray my rosary and then you're saying you're gonna come to a 10 hour easter vigil like yeah shut up man Like, come on, just stop complaining all the time. Like, just just go to mass. Just pray your offices, pray the rosary, become holy, and stop complaining. Just just shut up about, like, all these weird things that you're complaining about. Like, stop being so weird. Like, you're so weird. Stop. Just be normal. Just go to mass. Come on. Like, yeah, obviously there's some issues that we can talk about. But, like, the weird stuff like this, like, you really want a 10-hour Easter vigil? Are you serious? just 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 quiet william perkins i think you mean william baskins i actually quite uh quite like william perkins um he he has a whole work arguing about uh the authority of of like magisterial authority and stuff from scripture and tradition and reason so that's that's a fun one to to talk about. I, I always I always love I uh, always love bringing those ones up uh, magisterial authority to to a bunch of like modern day reform people who who won't even like submit themselves to, like literally anything. It's it's always fun to fun to bring those up. Musa per Yeah, shut up, nerd. Nobody asked. <laughs> As he was the worst dissenter. Is like asking who is the worst king of Israel in Second Kings. King Christian Wagner going into aneurysm mode thinking about the worst Protestant theologian. Uh, do you read Saint Bonaventure? If you had, which work do, do is your favorite? I'm not a huge, huge Saint Bonaventure fan. Most of my reading of him is is more occasional. So if I uh, the, if I need something, really the Brevloquium has been has been my my bread and butter when I want to see what Saint Bonaventure thinks about something, but also uh, his his commentaries on the sentences, really good. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge huge reader of Saint Bonaventure. Oh my gosh. If I could go back in time, I would rip a nasty one on Queen Elizabeth the First and Henry VIII. Come on now, how to confuse a retard for two hours? Oh man, are we? Oh man, I'm like 20 minutes behind. Like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to, I need to speed up. I'm, I'm like all the way at 7:28. Man, time flies when you're having fun, am I right, guys? You guys, you guys are just flooding, flooding my comments right now. Thoughts on St. Dionysius the Areopagite's writings. Based, and it was actually written by the first century guy. Do not let anybody else tell you otherwise. <laughs> anyone, anyone who says papist, Romanist, etc. Deserves the rope because it sounds cringe. I, I, I You know what, I take pride in being a papist or a Romanist. Uh, you know what? It sounds like the type of... It, it's like... I mean, how do oh man, that's a bad example. I'm not saying that. Uh it's like oh man. Oh man, I can't think of a second example. Oh man, this is terrible. Like, let's say you have a certain name that um somebody would call your your people group or a certain person to be derogatory towards you and then you take it upon yourself as a badge of honor i'm sure we can all think of a certain example of a certain word in a certain people group but i will not be giving that example um explicitly but it's like that you know they 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 use it to kind of like be be a be a jerk to us but it's kind of it sounds kind of based if you take it upon yourself like a papist or romanist yes the romanist takeover of the United States government is happening seething cope and yeah thoughts on David Wood do not know if the novus Ordo is so good why isn't there the Monkeys novus ordo the newer order? Yes. Why my fat you eat too much food like seriously come on. You know you know what I was oh. doing and this, this has to be brief because I've had like way too many rant sessions and I need to like go <laughs> like cover 20 minutes worth of questions. You know, the, yesterday I was I was outside um, and, and trust me, it was for a very short period of time. So it's not excessive servile work, which is constituted by three hours of heavy labor on a Sunday. So do, do not at me about this, but we were shoveling some gravel. My father-in-law needed some help. So I, uh, I shoveled gravel for him. I just shoveled like he, he needed like some, like something near his house, you know, like a, like a, like a bed sort of thing. He wanted to fill it with gravel. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll shovel all this gravel into, into a wheelbarrow, wheel it, go back. And basically that's what I did back and forth. And he like leveled, leveled the gravel out and it's North Carolina. So it was like 95 degrees yesterday. So I was doing that for like maybe an hour, hour and a half. That was, that was brutal. That was brutal, but when it comes to doing things like that, and also when it comes to working out, it is very important, not only for your physical health, but also for the building of fortitude and also for the, um, the, for as, as penance for your sins to fill up your body with, uh, with, with what is lacking in the, in the sufferings of Christ. That's a direct quote from St. Paul. So, Seething Cope, if you're a Protestant watching and you're like, oh my, actually, oh, there's no lacking. Yeah, shut up. Um so so there is uh the the natural virtue and there's also that supernatural virtue which is which is gained by hard work. So it it may be uh working out or maybe doing outside work. But if you're fat, like come on now, dude. And then today, uh again, North Carolina, my wife wanted me to dig a flower bed for her. So I was like, yeah, whatever. So I was out there digging and digging and digging. And this is like red clay. Stuff is the worst. I was, I could not get through it. I, and I was like, Man, are these like rocks under here? So I got an axe and I was just outside, just axing the ground over and over again, like for forever. Like, ask, uh, ask her about it. You, you can tag her on Twitter or something. Like, I was just axing this ground with an axe, trying to break it up. And you know what? It made me feel good because it's hard work, a job well done. So if you're fat, it's your fault. And don't be fat anymore. And uh, if you need a really good tip is to get a friend to bully you every single day and call you fat. Just day after day, just text you and say, hey, fatty, you're fat. And then eventually you'll realize that you need to conform to to, to a better body type. And you will get less fat because you'll realize that this is something which is important, that you're fat. That means that you, lack, um, that you lack temperance, you need to gain fortitude, you need to um, offer up in suffering, that hunger, and the pain from working out. You need to just do it. Stop being fat. So, that's why you're fat. Stop being fat. If you need a friend to text you like, hey, fatty, stop being fat, I'll gladly do it. Absolute divine simplicity based. Okay, now I'm going fast. I'm going fast. If Christianity true, why filioque literally the efficient cause of atheism? So true. So true. Good evening, Militant Thomas. Good evening, Matthew. If I recall, one of them once said that the reason we need the Pope is because we don't think the Spirit is strong enough by himself, because he proceeds also from the Son in addition <laughs> to the Father. <laughs> filioque led to Obama. Getting elected, cope and seethe, popists. Filioque calls the workers to get my chipotle order wrong. Filioque equals Nancy Pelosi in a one-to-one correspondence. That was a twenty-minute respond to Suarez. Man, I need to clip stuff with these. Like I, I am, I am the worst. Like I, I get, I get on something, then I go. Uh, uh, please explain the Quartoloquial nature loquial Nature of semi-alternative Cosmogony Having trouble with this concept, not gonna lie uh, Bro, just literally Google Bro, do I look like google.com, do you? Google it, gosh How many will be damned at this point, bros? Honestly Probably a lot Will you and Bizcat, Bizcoat Oh, Bizcoat Do another collab anytime soon I don't know, maybe We usually uh, usually we'll we'll talk about like once a week. So we uh, maybe next time I'll I'll bring something up to see if he wants to do anything. Okay. Thoughts on Ferris from the channel, how to be Christian. And you guys just want me to want me to rate everybody else's channels. I hope you're in other channels asking them rate the militant Thomist. And if they say a bad thing, I'll do a five-hour response video to it. Okay, what, what is it? How to be Christian. Okay. Let me share my screen real quick. Let's find out what's going on with this. And I'm up to 741 uh, with the timestamps on these questions. So, I'm getting there. I've been zooming through. Man, 16K subscribers. Today we we'll looking
1: at what the Bible teaches about authorities in Jesus' church.
0: Oh, what the Bible teaches about authorities in Jesus' church. So interesting. So true. So interesting. Man, they have a lot more views than me. What the heck? They have a lot more subscribers in the last 30 days. Oh, they do. What in the world? It's so sad. Which reminds which, which reminds me. Share the channel so I can beat How to Be Christian. in the, the subscriber race. The Bible destroys Protestantism. Three. The Bible Destroys Protestantism. A special. Oh, man, I have to watch one. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, I promise I'll watch in a one and a half time speed. I promise.
1: $1,200. Wow. Um, $5,000. Wow. And this one is $3,000. Every single month, I get paid by auto.
0: So cool. Didn't
1: have- Good evening, everyone. I am Ferris Murdoch here with a special report for the Bible Destroys Protestantism series. What's the news? My fingers are stuck to my ear. That's unrelated to anything I really have to talk about. It's just it's going to be a weird video. Anyway, there were a few comments related to the first man. This oh, come on now.
0: These are these are pretty cringe. You guys think my humor is better than better than his? I think mine's better. I think it's so much better. But like. Ah, this is a bit cringe. Like, well, I can give you some tips.
1: Videos even... in this series, where Protestant Christians were basically saying that they, oh, Protestant
0: here, and I've always read and understood Romans one and two in a very similar way to you. Not sure how this destroys my beliefs. Hello. They agreed with
1: what we were teaching from the Bible, so they didn't understand why we were saying that the Bible destroys Protestantism. A channel oh, by the name of Bible Bay... Brodown actually made a video where they responded. And pretty... Bible Brodown they didn't understand why we were saying that the Bible destroys Protestantism. A channel by the name of Bible Brodown. Actually... Bible Brodown. Oh man, come <laughs> on. <laughs> You know, I need to look up Bible books. made a video where they responded and pretty much said that they were on the same page as us with a lot of the topics that we discussed in the first video. So today we're going to respond to the How to Be Christian <laughs> channel. And not going to lie, I'm, I'm thoroughly entertained by this guy. He's goofy and fun to watch. <laughs> like, and he calls himself stupid a lot, which is funny. Yeah, self-deprecation is always funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's times where I disagree with what he says. Like, not that I'm, you know, not that we're swimming back to Rome or whatever people say. Uh, oh,
0: yeah, I agree with what he says. It's kind of stupid. <laughs>
1: Got him. He just, he makes good points. We don't disagree um, to the main point that um, versus uh, six through 11 actually pertains to believers as well. So how could that be? How could they be agreeing with things that I'm saying? Well, if you're a Protestant, then you basically have a -a Build-A-Bear type of religion. Protestantism allows for its members to pick and choose which beliefs they want to believe. Protestants have a mixture of both Christian beliefs and Protestant beliefs, but that mixture can vary from Protestant to Protestant. So for instance, the Bible-Rodown folks do not agree with Mike Winger. We're fine disagreeing with other Protestants. Mike Winger is not representative of all Protestants. The Bible-Rodown guys and Mike Winger, they're all Protestants. But they don't all hold the same beliefs, because again, Protestantism is like a build-a-bear. In the Protestant religion, you can pick and choose which beliefs you want to stuff your Protestant bear with. So, if you're a Protestant who's watching this series or any of the videos on our channel, really, but this series in particular, don't be surprised if you watch an episode and agree with everything we're saying, because this is how to be Christian. And if you stuffed your bear with beliefs from both sides, and yeah, you might watch a video, and we're just talking about the Christian beliefs that you hold. We might not touch on your Protestant beliefs in that particular video. And here's some advice: if you do not hold to the particular Protestant view that we are discussing in a video, then you should not get upset to hear that the Bible destroys that particular Protestant view. You don't have to leave a comment below saying, "Hey, you didn't destroy what I believe is a Protestant." Because if we didn't do that, then we weren't aiming to do that. If your Protestant bear is untouched by one of our videos, then we weren't talking about your bear. We were talking about one of the other Protestant bears out there. So please think before you comment. And remember, Jesus prayed that all of his followers, including the people who would learn from his original followers, may all be one. So if you're watching a video, not necessarily even one of our videos, but if you're watching a video and it destroys a particular Protestant belief, whether you hold on to that belief or not, why wouldn't you be happy about that? And I mean, like, actually destroys it, not just some guy saying, hey, we're gonna destroy this belief. But if you see any video out there and they explain in a way that you understand and agree with that the Protestant belief that they're talking about cannot be true, then how is that a bad thing? That just gets us closer to getting Jesus' prayer answered. Another thing to keep in mind, which we've talked about in other videos, but it's good to repeat when we talk about Protestants, we are not always talking about all Protestants. Well, okay, yeah. Oh, <sighs> man. I
0: almost fell asleep during that one. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I want to see
0: Bible Bro Down. What's going on with Bible Bro Down? Man, that was, man, I lost like 10 people just by playing that guy's video. Gosh, I'm not, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm getting rid of that. Man, I lost like 10 people in the live chat. I'm new to your channel, and if you already discussed him, I apologize. Nope, I have not. Can you explain the positive attributes of the hypostatic nature in relation to the apophatic and hypostasized energies broken out of here? (laughs) He's, He's making fun of Orthodox right now. That's what he's doing. How to be Christian is pretty funny, though. I expect he's a Molinist. Hey, homie, happy fourth. Happy fourth, Daniel. I hope you're doing good. It's been a while. How to be Christian is pretty funny. I just made fun of him for not being funny, so I kind of feel bad. It is what it is. SPX aren't schismatic. Okay. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. SSPX gets the rope too. Come on, you can't, bro. <laughs> Honestly, F2. I, I I look forward to your comments every single it took it took me a while to understand like like your type of humor with these comments sometimes. And sometimes you're just like being blunt with me or just messing with me. But I, I always look forward to your comments about the SSPX getting the rope. Okay, please explain eudaimonic cataphaticism and its implications on beings of second intention. You're, you're. He's making. He's he's literally just making up questions. Like these these aren't actual questions. I know what I know what like most of these words mean. Um. I know what most of these words mean. I know beings of second intention are like things like genus and species of uh, things and where we are, uh, our, our, our intellects, uh, obviously um, through, through the mode of intellect, uh, through, through our intellection brings in certain uh, beings and then beings um, exist in the mind. And then there's that second intention where we, uh, we have that reasoning process in our brain to, so I know, I know what it means. Trust, trust, trust guys. I know what he means. And then where, where's, his, where's Dende's other ones? And then hypostatic obviously is referring uh, to person. And then apophatic is, um, again, apophatic is like the the not speaking. And then and hypostasized is something which is, um, it, it's referring, it's a Christological term referring to the way in which the um, the humanity of Christ um, exists um, in the hypothesis, uh, hypothesis hy- hypostasis of the second person of the Trinity. So I promise, pro- trust, trust. Okay, I've been looking into Eucharistic miracles as well as apparitions of Fatal and Guadalupe. Thoughts on these miracles? You believe they're legit? I think the because what we have to understand is that there's when there's a certain miracle, and this is this has been how it always has been. So there is a certain miracle. They report it to the local bishop. The local bishop does research. And then uh, throughout history, they can either approve, uh, deny, um, kind of be agnostic about it, say it's false, whatever. But uh, as time has gone on to the modern day, the criteria have been extremely harsh. Like, you, Like the criteria for these things are crazy. When it comes to the, the type of data that they collect and the amount of man hours they put into investigating, it is very impressive. So when it comes to the Eucharistic miracles, like, yeah, they they put in a lot of time. You can look at all of the notes from it. You can read all the primary source documentation. Uh, there's a documentary about them. I think there's a documentary about them coming out soon. You can do all the reading. I have I've not heard a um, a good response to uh, the Eucharistic miracles, except like Muh, it's demons. Like, come on, dude, shut up just shut up but when it comes to uh yeah the eucharistic miracles uh you just read the read the stuff for yourself look and do it yourself it's uh, the the only way to explain it is that it was a miracle there there's no other way to explain what happened uh because especially like even if you said like well actually like all of these uh priests were just like crazy and like cutting flesh off of people and pretending like it was the Eucharist before, like when it comes to the type of blood cells and all of, all of that stuff, it it's impossible that it was faked in that way. I can't explain to myself because I'm not a scientist, but uh, if you just, if you just look it up, then uh, you, you can see for yourself that it is very, very impressive and hundred percent real. Most online pop apologists are molinists nowadays. It's so sad. prime yeah they got rid of prime oh prime is the is is the first uh well technically it's the first canonical hour of like of light because at about sunrise you pray lauds and then like it's, it's like the 6 a.m prayer okay what do you think will happen now with the supreme court struck down row next Oh man that that's a very convoluted sentence. I'm assuming uh, you are asking, what do you think will happen now that's or what will happen next? Uh, they they're gonna strike down birth control. They're gonna strike down gay marriage. We will win boys. The problem isn't reforming wholly because much as what now happens in your average Chicago diocese literal clown mass. Yes, exactly. Everyone tell Christian to check his Discord DMs. Uh what does Dende want? D- what? Dende didn't even send me anything. What in the world? I have a new mention under Militant Thomas. Oh, Dominic was telling everybody the stream was starting. Now thank you, Dominic. What do you want, Dende? Bro. Okay, I'm checking my Discord. The only, the only good, Episcopalian cleric Ryan Gosling fan, tagged me in it, and it's Leon uh, Leonidius Polk, and he was a, uh, a slave owning planter in Tennessee. Come on now, man. Let me see. Okay, I'm almost, I'm almost down. So you guys can restart questions up again. Look how they massacred my boy, Prime. St. Dionysius the Arogop. I can't can't pronounce it. They utterly (laughs) massacred that name. gosh. I will find out how to pronounce this. St. Dionysius. Error. Okay, let's let's find out. Oh, this guy has a huge beard. He's gonna know how to pronounce it. Arapagite. Okay, yeah, this guy's gonna be able to.
1: Universal Technical Institute is right in your backyard. In less than a year, you can train for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archbishop Alexander Golitsyn is the bishop of okay, Dallas, the okay. south, in the Bulgarian diocese, okay. where he was for the university. You'll see this episode from my understanding.
0: Saint Dionysius, the Aeropagite. 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 Okay, there you go. Aeropagite. There you go. White Anglo-Saxon papist. Yeah. I'm a wasp. Seething cope. I came back to the religion of my fathers. Charlotte has a better bishop. Oh, North Carolina is my home. I live in the Raleigh area. Yeah, I live in the Charlotte area. Um, definitely, uh, definitely got to meet up sometimes. I've met up. I've met up with some people in the Charlotte area. I just met somebody the other day uh, who's been following me for a few months. It was good to see him. Hey, uh, I saw him at Mass. Well, I saw him technically uh, the day be- a few days before Mass. Just met up, but happened to mention that I was at Mass, but uh yeah, Charlotte has better Bishop. Yeah, Charlotte's Bishop. It's really good. <laughs> you are just big boned. Thoughts on St. Alphonsus Ligori? Uh, of course. I'm a St. Alphonsus fan. I mean, come on now. If you don't like St. Alphonsus, you're garbage. What role did uh, Libri de Causes play on Saint Thomas? Massive. He wrote a he wrote a commentary, and if you just read the Book of Causes, you'll you'll see a lot of the uh, the influences around his philosophy. Ferris got me like, what? Well, well, Who's Ferris? Thoughts on the report of the week? What do you mean the report of the week? <laughs> i know you like riffing on bad romanist apologists too this guy manages to be the worst be, to be worse than the worst of catholic answers oh man ooh. the other poll we'll have to do a stream where we watch some of his stuff i, I want to do like a bad we 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 have to also find like the really bad um like uh it, it basically he i guess he's like our version of um Who who are they they really like the chick tracks and like the people that follow. I, I was looking at uh, the Costi Hinn. Costi Hinn did some videos against Roman Catholicism, and he was uh, just saying a bunch of dumb stuff the other day. But I watched a few of them. He was talking about like Constantine and stuff. Constantine started the Catholic Church, guys. <laughs> and I was like, oh, based. Like you're saying after, after 325, like that's when we took control. Like seething, cope like any Protestant born before – like, I don't know, nineteen hundred. Like Seething Cope, guys. Like we actually, we we actually were the church. You guys agree? We were the church of three twenty-five. Get trolled. I hope he uses facts and or logic. Even worse than James White. James White isn't the worst, but uh, not my cup of tea. Catholics all agree on everything. So true. So true. Dr. White is... Dr. White. Yeah, I I think you forgot the Dr. White. Dr. White. I'm responding to another video of his in 30. Oh, are you? Are you now? There you go. Everybody in about thirty go over to the other Paul's channel. Here we only see Christians' energies, but never the ineffable essence. That is true. I wonder. You know, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna like jump down the rabbit hole in that one. Not even gonna do it. I will not do it. You will not jump down the rabbit hole, Christian. You will not do it. Uh, you cannot answer that question without the right phronesis. Bro, you got to get the front thoughts of Eric Ybarra. Eric Ybarra is based Chad. He's a Chad based, man. He's great. I love Eric Ybarra. He's based in Chad. I had actually an interview with him. Um, let me think. I want to say. A few months ago. Guadalupe and Fatima were UFOs. Shut up, nerd. Oh man. Okay, something else relevant to what's being what's been discussed today. Can you explain why the Protestant interpretation of John 6, 51 to 59, basically that eating Christ's flesh equals faith and nothing else fails? Ooh. Well, you'd be uh you'd be happy to look. Let me see. I think it's in i think it's my thursday video i'd be happy to look at the video that i'm doing on thursday because it's exactly my thoughts on john six and some of the stuff i've been reading about the history of catholic interpretation around john six and the fact that it's not just uh this the super simple thing you've heard like my actually the whole thing is talking about the eucharist No, no 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 there is uh there's a variety of opinions on this matter and uh, I'm going I'm to give what I think is the the most likely one, and the one that follows after Saint Augustine, Saint Chrysostom's readings of the passage. Why does Compline, the Benedictine office, lack the uh, dim, dimitis? I've, I've always hated pronouncing that word. I don't know. Lord, now let us, thou, thy servants depart in peace, according to thy word. When eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be like the light the Gentiles and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Based. I absolutely love. I actually love that. Um, how about let me see. Um, Hey, what about Orthodox miracles? Are they true? Can miracles exist outside of Catholicism? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, no idea. Because I mean I guess there's been there there's there has been true miracles um outside of the people of God. I'm trying to think of trying to think of an example. Specific example. Um so yeah, it is it is technically possible. Huh? <sighs> But uh, they 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 just aren't well attested enough, you know. And and it's and it's the same with uh, with Protestantism when there's claims to miracles. Will you ever do a Benavacanta's career move? Never. Although if I did become a Benavacanta's and I was like my ten part series on why Pope Benedict is actually still the Pope, I would like get like times twenty subscriber count esoteric beneplenism been a privationist um it's a greek word ain't no one ever been able to pronounce those so true trads throw money at you i honestly think that it's all about the benjamins i know i think about that sometimes I just lie in bed at night and I'll be like, would it be too would it be too bad just to like <laughs> make like one one or two clickbaity like trad title videos? Like, would it be too terrible? Like think about what my most trad opinion is and then just like only do videos about those things. Would it be terrible? But then no. That, that's just that's just not how I am. I don't wanna I don't wanna just like be like some people and just have the news stories about the latest terrible thing. That I think is happening um, with uh, what, whatever bishop or whatever diocese and then just complain about it on camera for an hour and then have people just throw money at you. That's not that's not what I'm looking to do. There's plenty of people. Is Dende black? Yes. <laughs> Dende is a descendant of Ham and has the mark of Cain. No comment. Ferris, how to be Christian. Ooh, that, that's the one. You guys need to do a response to WWT. What is WWT? Ah, oh, why not? Ah, based opinion on my holy father, St. Alphonsus, as a person looking into the redemptor, approves militant Thomist. Yes, yes, let's go. Let's go. I'm telling you, I, if if you uh if, if you're really, really into Alphonsus, uh I, I know Hassan's gonna hate me for this, but uh if you ever if you ever have a if you ever um, are, are just interested, uh Hassan's always sometimes in the VC and he will he'll talk to you about moral theology until like you literally die. New here, Costi is terrible. Very true. Literally argues, oh man. Okay, I'm preparing myself. Literally argues Sola Scriptura is false because God spoke creation to existence before Moses wrote about it. <laughs> so, so so true. Sola Scriptura debunked. Absolutely debunked because stuff happened before it was written down. So true. So true. You know, God existed before Scripture, therefore, Sola Scriptura debunked. You ever thought of that one? And then he does uh the ah uh, the cope reinterpretation, John 6. Oh, that's the worst. In 15 now. So at uh, 10 minutes from now, so I'll probably be probably be done by them. You mean casty canubi? No, 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 he's talking about costi, Costy hen. Not casty, costy. Jesus did not drink fermented wine. Proof. The Greek word for wine indicates that wine. Oh, was actually hypothesized by the typological relation and attributes so true how were theological notes assigned to doctrines okay that's a really good question it's a really good question stream prep okay see you at the other poll uh when it comes to theological notes so a theological note is not so we have to understand a theological note is not a rating of how some of how true something is or even uh necessarily how authoritative something is what a theological note is is a is a marking of our let me let me let me think of how to phrase this the marking of how sure we can be that something is in the apostolic deposit so for example if something is defined ex cathedra it is infallible and it is something which we can be infallibly sure is in the apostolic deposit and then other things uh, are called uh, probable, which is basically just an opinion. Those things we can be probably sure. And, and if you start reading through the through the theological notes, you can begin to see a little bit more uh, this flavor of actually it's it's our assurance of how um, of whether something is in the apostolic deposit or not. Um, it's not necessarily about like the level of authority, uh, of authority about anything. So that's, that's really good. But the way in which theological notes are assigned to doctrines is that is actually the work of the theologian. So some of it's like interpreting magisterial documents, um, just basic stuff like, okay, this is an ecumenical council. This is in the part of the ecumenical council where they're defining something. Okay. Boom. That's, uh, that's going to be, uh, defined in Catholic faith. Okay. This is, um, something which isn't covered in any of the magisterial documents. Okay. Boom. This is uh, probable or, um, or, or something like that. And then you, you, you have to go and look and, uh, there, there's separate categories, um, to when it comes to when it's spoken, uh, in the magisterium where it's contained where they're drawing from and and stuff like that so it's not like um we're just completely out and just out in la la land like oh is actually the trinity uh defining catholic faith i don't know like yeah clearly clearly is but um that's kind of from the outside looking in the magisterium doesn't say okay this is defining catholic faith and this is the theological note attached to and these are all the censures no that's just something which um Which uh, we we are given the guidelines for and then theologians categorize them. And there's there's very rarely uh, a disagreement, but there are disagreements. Um, Usually it's in the in the middle ones um, uh, that that you'll get it is because there's all the way at the top. There's defining Catholic faith all the way at the bottom. There's like probable and there's a bunch of stuff in between. Everything from the Roman Curia talking to a consensus of theologians talking to um, the Pope talking, but not after a, um, after a definitive manner. There, there, there's, there's a bunch of different levels, um, to put it like that. So it's assigned by theologians. It's not assigned uh, by the church. WWT white women upset trollers. Did you see the new Minions movie? I did not. You know what? After this, I might ask my wife if she wants to watch the new Minions movie. Maybe. <laughs> now that other Paul is gone, like I can safely if we tell her that Ferris is better than that. He isn't perfect, but Paul's just mad that he couldn't refute one of his videos. Oh, come on now. Uh, Christian when are you going to stop playing games and force convert the other Paul already um, you know I'm playing the long game so what what you have to do is you have to understand when it comes to our relationships with other people that you have to have this phase and I'm doing this right now with the other Paul the phase where you're like buddy buddy friend friend and then one day you're like oh the other Paul I'm going to be in Australia we should we should hang out and then I bring Dende um, I bring Hassan you got to get you know the 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 one one of the Hassan's basically a local because the other Paul he's half Lebanese um, Hassan uh, he's he's somewhere in the Middle East from somewhere in the Middle East I will not specify where um, so yeah they, they they so Hassan basically has the sense you know about the area since it's heavily populated by Lebanese people so uh, Hassan will know where to go and then I'll get Dende um, who else should I get oh I'll get Ryan Gosling fan because Ryan Gosling fans are are, are southern muscle. We'll, we'll all go there and then I'll be like oh hey the other Paul and then I step to the side then those three tackle them and then we'll drag them to the local cathedral and uh get them get him, uh, force converted is that's that's really our plan so uh I'm still I'm still phase one right now of the of the infiltration this is this is like Taylor marshall infiltration except so much better so how is Catholicism objective truth because it was revealed by God I mean, that's an easy one Okay. Harrison, did you remove your avatar because you didn't want to put your face out there anymore? Come on now. What? Fun fact. Chris uh, Militant Thomas. Did you know that St. Alphonsus was actually proficient in architecture and painting? Also, he composed music. His works were compiled in the British Museum after he died. Bro, what? Okay, I have a new favorite painter now um, and new favorite architect. I have a very famous favorite architect, but, uh, St. Alphonses is now my new favorite architect. Dang. I didn't know that crazy. (laughs) Come on. Look, I I've decided to join the Holy Name Society. And one of the parts of the pledges is, uh, when it comes to, uh, one of the part of the pledge of our pledge is to, um, uh, a certain submiss- submissiveness, obedience, and respect for authority, both religious and civil. I, bro, I can't make fun of Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I, I just I just can't do it, dude. Oh, yeah. His uh, history of heresies and refutation. Beautiful. Love to see it. Uh, St. Alphonsus uh, had ranked baptism desire de fide. What would that mean in the case of Father Feeney? Well, Father Feeney clearly was a heretic. I mean, everybody agrees upon that. Because even if you want to say well actually uh like uh, this is not what Trent is teaching and this is not what all of like literally everybody forever always taught what you have is you have the consensus of all the schoolmen and when you have the consensus of all the schoolmen that is um, a- at least according to blessed Pope Pius tonight oh well, yes blessed Pope Pius the ninth thinking correctly uh that is that is something which is the same as the consensus of the fathers and something that is thus infallible so yeah. So there, there's the consensus, which occurs in the schools, even if there isn't um, the other magistral teaching. So yeah, it would be it, it's something which is defeated. So Father Feeney can see the cope from below. Melis Thomas infiltrated the other Paul. How would you interpret Canon 10 of the Sixth Session of the Council of Trent? Okay, let's go. That's a good question. Sixth Session Council of Trent. Mm, Let's look. And I'll probably go for a few more minutes and then I need to go. My wife is is seething and coping right now that I'm not done this stream yet. Increase in justification. This is terrible. I know what I need to do. Ah, oh, dang it! Where's where's the canons? Oh no, this, this is this? Yeah, this is sixth. Where's the canons? Oh, I think he, did he say, you say mean chapter? Chris where you said canon. Oh, there you go. Canon ten. Yes. Yep. Cannon ten. That's what you're asking about. Okay. So if anyone saith. That men are just without the justice of Christ, whereby he merited for us to be justified, or that it is by that justice itself that they are formally just. Let him be anathema. Okay. If anyone say that the men are just without the justice of Christ, whereby he merited for us to be justified, or that it is by that justice itself that they are formally just, let them be anathema. Yeah. So with uh, with with Trent, what they're teaching. Uh, so yeah, you have to understand is when it comes to what sanctifying grace is. Um, sanctifying grace is a created participation in the life of the blessed Trinity. And, uh, which is, which is mediated to us through the humanity of Christ. So like the, it, it's kind of, kind of amazing. Sheban talks about it. Shebin will say you have the three, the, the, the triads, uh, what he, what he calls the great triad of mysteries. You have the Trinity, um, you, and then the ineffable begotting, wherein the divine nature is communicated, um, from the Father to the Son. And then then you have in the hypostatic union, you have that same communication of the grace of union. Again, a certain creative participation, but a participation nonetheless, from the divinity to the humanity. And then through the Eucharist, through transubstantiation, you have that communication of that grace from the humanity of Christ to us. So you have in, in that in those three mysteries, you have that that connection all the way from the ineffable and eternal begetting of the son from the father all the way through the, that hypostatic union to the through the Eucharist to us. So so you're going it, to it's not going to be um, that self same justice in, in the in the sense that we are th- that same justice whereby Christ is formally just notice formally just. But it's going to be uh, something which is a creative participation uh, in the in the justice of Christ. And in another place, it says, "Not uh, that whereby um, He is just, by that whereby He makes us just." I wonder if it's in that section. I believe uh, whereby He is, He Himself is just. There it is. The alone formal cause is the justice of God, not that whereby he himself is just. So that is the that is what being condemned in Canaan 10, but that whereby he maketh us just that to wit with which we being endowed by him are renewed in the spirit of our mind. We are not only reputed, but are truly called in our just receiving justice within us, each according to his own measure which the Holy Ghost distributes to each one as he wills and according to each one's proper disposition and cooperation. So there hope that answers your question in any, um, any uh, dogmatic theology that you find are going to have a meaty section on how to define grace. It's very important. Wasn't father Feeney reconciled? Yes. Which would have meant that he would have had to, um, yeah, which I, I probably shouldn't have said from below. Sorry, that that was bad. He was reconciled. Um sorry, sorry about that. That was that was actually pretty bad to say from below. Yeah, he was reconciled. Um and and yeah, he I guess he um rescinded his heresy. Milton Thomas Harrison is a good guy, Prot, who is faithfully looking to Catholicism, an Orthodox. Please answer answers questions. Have you heard of Jan Markle? No. Thoughts on the state of Israel? (laughs) Trust me, I have a lot of thoughts. But one, we would have to move over to Odyssey, not YouTube. And two, this would take a whole other stream. Have a good evening. God bless. Thank you. This is a very enjoyable stream. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you. Bodega Bro, Chad. Okay. Okay. I do not see any more questions. So I will see you guys later and God bless. Oh, wait. It is Trinity Tide. So we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity.